You talk to your advisor about the situation and make arrangements to defer your master's for another year. You watch your classmates get internships and amazing job offers. You try to tell yourself that you'll be there too, someday. You're not exactly sure how long your dad will be with you. It's not that you hope he's gone in a year, but in the darkest moments of the night, you admit that maybe you do, just a little. Then you feel terrible about daydreaming about his death. He's still your dad, even if he feels like a stranger most days. And so the cycle continues. It doesn't help that everything keeps getting harder. You're around more now, so you can see each step in his slow descent. When you're feeling kind, you try to remember that this must be terrifying for him. You try to feel kind as much as possible, but sometimes it's hard. Imani makes it clear that she has no sympathy for you at all. You talk less now than you did before, which is saying something. Everybody else either nods and tries to change the subject, or waxes poetic about how few kids these days uphold their duties to their parents. Neither reaction makes you feel better. One night, you wake to a sharp yelp and the smell of fire. You had dozed off after refusing to make him a grilled cheese sandwich at two o'clock in the morning, and he tried to make one himself. Angry and holding his singed wrist, he lashes out. Where is the cat? It takes you a second to figure out the question. You don't have a cat. You've told him this already. I know you've hidden the cat. You, 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 you hate that the cat likes me better, don't you? You never could stand being the least favorite. That one hurts, but you try to stay calm. He's been doing this more, suddenly latching on to an idea and holding tight. You try to talk him down, tell him that the cat is sleeping, that maybe it's time for all of us to go to bed. No, no, I know you're keeping the cat in, in a cupboard or something, which, which, yeah, it's animal abuse. The, the cat has done nothing wrong. He starts throwing open the cabinets and tearing things out of them. Boxes of mac and cheese, cans of beans, a package of hot dog buns, searching for a cat you don't have. You're exhausted, adrenaline still pumping from the fear that your father had seriously hurt himself and potentially set your house on fire. You're in over your head and it's two o'clock in the morning and he's destroying your kitchen and you're not proud of it, but you start yelling back. Cursing him for saddling you with this responsibility for not having anybody else to live with, for not appreciating everything you're trying to do for him. He's screaming back at you for hiding the cat, for not being Imani, for forcing him to live with you, for not making a grilled cheese for lunch. You're not even sure how the next moment happens, but he suddenly lunges at you. You react on instinct, shoving him to the ground hard. It's not until he's lying on his back, frail and panting, the whites of his eyes reflecting the overly bright kitchen light, that you realize what's happened. He's not hurt, but you don't sleep another moment that night. Your hands shake as you lay in bed, fumbling with your phone, scrolling through forums for people in your position, caring for their own parents with dementia, with no training or support. 
It's heartening to know that you're not alone, but nobody has any real answers beyond get richer somehow so you can pay for help. The next morning, you apologize to your father. He doesn't remember anything, despite the red welt on his wrist from the stove. He does ask why the kitchen is such a mess, though. So you begin again. Another day, hoping this one goes a little better. Reading more forums, confiscating more cleaning supplies, reminding your father of who you are, wondering how many more days you have to do this for, and if either of you are going to make it. Vanguard Estates is a production of Flash Forward. The story was written by me, Rose Eveleth, edited by Ace Tilton Ratcliffe and Georgia Wyatt, and produced by Ozzy Linus Goodman. The sound design is by Misha Stanton, and the music is by Elon Blanc. Marcus Jones was played by Keith Houston. Imani Jones was played by Shara Kirby. Robot Number One was played by Ashley Kellum. You can find out more about all of those amazing editors, producers, sound designers, musicians, and voice actors at flashforwardpod.com. An earlier version of Welcome to Vanguard Estates was performed live for Pop-Up Magazine. You can also play through a web version of this story at flashforwardpod.com vanguard, which features a bunch of really cool illustrations by Maddie Lubchansky. And there are 13 other endings for you to get to, so if you want to know what else might happen, head back to episode one and start again.